and welcome to Magical Streaming, a podcast where we watch Disney Plus and then talk about it afterward. My name is Amber. My name is Marie. And today... We are doing our second double feature, which is a good thing because just as a standalone, I don't think there would be much to say about that first one. Although I have some hot takes. Are we going to tell the people what our double feature is? Yes, our double feature is Swiss Family Robinson. And Swiss Family Robinson. That is right. The 1940 version and the 1960 version. It was a wild night. Yeah. We watched them back to back. Wow. What a time. Yeah. I mean, if you enjoy the story, sure. If you don't. Anyway, we'll talk about that more later. Well, let's start off then with the synopsi. Synopsises? Synopsis? Oh, you want to do both at the same time? Or... I... I guess not. Fine, let's start with 1940s. Okay. And, uh, I'm gonna have some comments on that synopsis that I'm not... (laughs) We always do. Yeah, but I'm gonna go right into them. Um, so for the 1940 version of Swiss Family Robinson, synopsis per Disney+. Plus. After a violent storm shipwrecks them, the Robinson family bends together to create a home on a deserted island. But the ultimate challenge lies ahead when a band of cutthroat pirates threaten to destroy their makeshift paradise. This program is presented as originally created. It may contain outdated cultural depictions. I don't know if it's that... I, I was not paying attention. There were no pirates in this movie. No, there were not. There were like, I swear zero to God, pirates. Whoever wrote this synopsis also watched both movies on the same <laughs> night and mixed them up because the the pirate plot of the second movie is strong. Yeah, and it was like, where did this come from? That's because we had just the seen first, the first yeah. one and it was not in there. So. This unless I'm re- is wrong. Unless I'm remembering it wrong no. because we watched it last week. No. Because we were supposed to do this last week and then... Uh, I don't know what it is. It's just been a rough couple of weeks. Anyway. So let me tell you then some facts about Swiss Family Robinson in 1940. Uh, there's not a lot of facts. Here's what we do know. It's actually an RKO film. It is not a Disney film. Disney would later purchase the film before they made their 1960 version. Um, The release was on February 8th, 1940. The film is entirely in black and white and it had a budget of 61, nope, $681,000 in 1940s money, which is $12,435,886.93. Goodness. And in the box office, it bro- brought back 890000 So that would be $16,252,480. About $16 million. And 71 cents in today's money. So it did well. Um, it was Oscar nominated for Best Special Effects because of the storm. Okay, which storm? Because that storm when they're already on the island? No, when they're on the boat. Okay. So, 
what facts you got for me? Um, I found one trivia. One piece of trivia, guys. Uh, which is why this, this had to be a double feature. Um, and it actually ties back to your mentioning that it was actually originally RKO Radio Pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, when he bought the rights to the 1940 version, he, he being Walt Disney, confiscated all known yep. prints yep. of RKO Radio Pictures version so there wouldn't be comparison to the Disney remake. I actually, I had that as a fact for the next movie. Yeah, and, well, it kind of ties into it, but, yeah, he basically tried to make this movie disappear, and as it turns out, it did not work, um, clearly, because we have watched the movie, so it survived. Yeah, he confiscated, he didn't destroy. Well, yes. So... Really, it was very, very difficult to get your hands on the 1940s version. They would sometimes, uh, before putting it on Disney+, Plus, it would sometimes play on Turner Classic Movies. But really, most people just didn't have access to watching the 1940s version, which is probably why there's so little trivia and just so little on it. Because Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It, it was... It was kind of taken out taken of the away story. And hidden away. Um... Which it was not a bad idea, all things considered, because uh, the comparison. It's early for hot takes, but the hot take is I liked the 1940s version better. Yes, which was very unexpected after finishing to watch the 1940s version. Yeah, like so because the dad is such he's such a jerk. Yeah, he's a very unsympathetic character, which I think is what like they very much tried to do away with that in the 1960s version, but that really hurt in a lot of different ways. Um, So the 1940s version, let's, oops, uh, the 1940s version, let's be clear, doesn't have much going on. Like, for anybody who's been listening, and they're like, Amber is always complaining when there's not a plot <laughs> to a movie. And yet, somehow, I liked this version that had less happening more than the 1960s version. Which has so much happening. There is so much happening. Maybe, the, maybe we would have liked it more if we hadn't actually just watched just it. Just watched the 1940s after version. After the 1940s version. I think the thing is um, that the characters even though I was like, this guy's a jerk, I at least had some kind of emotion about them. Yeah, like, the dad's a jerk. The, the cutest? Cute, oh, Franz is the cutest little... so... I think, so no, he's, adorable. It's Francis. Francis. The little boy, his name is Francis. It's Fitz. Francis. No... Fritz is the older one. The Franz. No, Franz is... Okay, so here's <laughs> the thing about the two versions, which I guess we're just gonna kind of... Yeah, we should read the synopsis for the 1960 version. Yeah, and then just kind of go back and forth. Because 
The thing with the 1940s version is it does feature the four sons. Four sons. So you have Jack, you have Ernest, you have Fritz, and you have Francis. Okay. So, so Francis is Fritz the is cute not one. the oldest one, I guess. Uh, Jack is the oldest one, Ernest is the second oldest, Fritz is the third, and Francis is the little the boy. The baby. Now, the most adorable. In the 1960s version, they got they rid did of... away with the littlest one. Big mistake. And there you have Fritz being the oldest, Ernest being the second oldest, and Francis being the third child, but he's not the baby. He's not a baby. The thing, though, is in the book, there was no baby. The youngest child was eight years old. Okay, well, 1940s got it right because that baby it's was adorable. so cute. He is so cute. Loved him. Yeah. So um, let's read the 1960s synopsis. Okay, and then, so you want to do 1960s, let's do the facts. and the Yeah, history. yeah, and then we'll, and then we'll do a comparison. And then we'll just go back and forth. So the 1960s version on Disney+, Plus, the synopsis goes as follows. In a heroic tale that chronicles the courageous exploits of the Robinson family after they are shipwrecked on a deserted island, they use their wits and ingenuity to overcome the obstacles of nature, transforming their new home into a civilized community. But the ultimate challenge comes when a band of cutthroat pirates threaten to destroy the Robinsons in makeshift paradise. This program is presented as originally created and may contain outdated okay. cultural depictions. So what happened is they they kept those last two sentences and stuck it onto the 1940s version. I, pretty much what happened. The person who was in charge of Synopsi uh, did not watch the 1940s version and was like, I need something to fill this out. Here yeah, like I have one sentence. This is not going to This is not flow. enough. Like, because actually reading the synopsis of the 1940s, I feel there was one moment that made me a little like, ooh, but I can't really remember much right. in terms of cultural, like, I feel like the only thing is at some point when the oldest boy and the third boy are teasing the second boy and they talk about, like, a boy back home. Right. But that's pretty much the only thing I can think of. They might at some point talk about savages. Right. That might be the only other thing, but it's not like, it's not like outright the like 1960s. the 1960s, which is ooh, very out there. Yes. Uh, anyway, so what's your history on the 1960s So on the version? 1960s version, here's what we got. This movie, I'm opening back up my notes. Okay. Yeah, she's doing it the old-fashioned paper way. So... Basically what happened is Walt Disney saw the 1940s version and he was like, yo, I like this. Why don't we do this? And then bought up all the copies of the other one and hid them away from the world. Oh, Walt. Then they went to Tobago and filmed the movie. They had a budget of $4 million in 1960s money, which is 34 $34,548,243.24. You know what? The budget for the 1940s version is the biggest tell that this was not a Disney-produced <laughs> movie. Because that was a very conservative budget. And it brought into the box office $40 million. 
people really liked this movie. I mean, I guess for the time, it was, I'm sure it was very exciting. Uh, sure. It came out December 21st, 1960. Got that Christmas release. Uh, and that's all I got for, for history. Okay, well, I've got a bit more facts than I did on the last one. Uh, firstly, a more technical aspect, this is Walt Disney Pictures' first movie in Panavision. Okay. Um, many of the animal scenes that you see in this movie would not be allowed today. Well. The film was accused of animal abuse. Well, great! <laughs> which, one specifically, which was actually revealed by the director over DVD commentary, uh, is that... The zebra was subjected to electric shocks to make it move about. No, no, no. That is a big no-no, and it is now illegal for movies. Big yikes. Yeah. Uh, also, also animal-related, the anaconda was pregnant during filming. My anaconda don't... I just thought that was cute. <laughs> there is a bunch of baby snakes in there. I mean, there were eggs. So? Anyway. Um, and then also the tiger. That poor tiger. Yeah. Well, the scene where the tiger is uh, chasing mm-hmm. one of the pirates, um, the, the pirate that he was chasing was actually the trainer of the tiger because tigers are hard to train. And he was like, the pirate has to have his back to the tiger, which will make the tiger naturally like predatory so me like i he could not trust the tiger not to maul the actor playing the pirate <laughs> so he was like i'll take care of it that's insanity yeah um there are also also involving sort well half of it involving animal uh there were two pretty close calls on the set <laughs> in terms of People potentially getting injured, hurt, or even potentially dying. Uh, The first one was when they're playing in the water, and the father takes a swing to try and change vines and falls in the water. Mm -hmm. Uh, He very just narrowly missed a sharp, jagged rock under the water. Great. Which nobody knew was there, because I guess they didn't do much recon in that area. You had four million dollars, and you couldn't even check for pointy rocks? Yeah, like, flatten that lake, man, or just make one. Uh, Anyway. Uh, And then the other one, which involves the elephant, the baby elephant. Oh, the baby elephant. Yeah, at some point, the little boy, the youngest son, when he's playing in the water... Francis. Yes, Francis. When he's playing in the water with the elephant... He fell under, and the elephant's foot ended up right on his face. But because the underwater current was so strong, it actually kept the foot from pressing down. Otherwise, that baby would have gotten his head crushed by an elephant. Well, he wasn't, he wasn't a, baby. a baby. Okay, but he was. Okay. He was you know a what? small he was child. Like, yeah. Who did, a- did okay? No one deserves to have their head crushed by an elephant, but definitely not a small child. Yeah. Anyway, is yeah. So, um, yeah, that could have gone very badly. Yeah, you think? Yeah, uh, that's about it for animals. Do you have a few more? 
Um, so we've talked already about the pirates. Uh, yeah. And then there's also the character of Roberta, which is a novelty to this version from the 1940s. Neither of those aspects actually appear in the novel, which the movie is based off of. Those were just additions, I guess, to try and make it more exciting and maybe more appealing to add young girls. Add some romance. Well, add some romance. Add a girl character. Because otherwise, it's just a bunch of boys with the mother. So, I don't know. Maybe they wanted to draw in that female crowd. Um, also, something interesting. George Lucas is a huge fan of the movie. And you can George. see that in three ways throughout the Star Wars series. Space pirates? No. I mean, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but that's not one that I specifically found. Um, the fighting scene with the anaconda in the swamp mm-hmm. inspired the scene in the garbage masher mm-hmm. in episode four, A New Hope. Yes. When they're fighting against... I, I am aware. The sewage monster. Uh, also, the battle at the end had a direct influence on the Ewok skirmish in Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. With, you know, the climbing and the throwing things and... I am familiar with Star okay, Wars. We, not, maybe not everybody is. Then they're not going to be interested in this fact. That's very true. <laughs> uh, and then finally, the director for this movie was Ken Anakin. Anakin! There you have it. So those are the facts that I have for the 1960s version. Now, I'm going to start with my first hot take. It's not even... Oh, the... we already did a hot take, which is that we prefer the 1940s That's version. true. Hot take number two. Hot take number two. The character of Roberta. Listen. The idea that her being a boy is believable up until the moment where they remove her hat to reveal a haircut that to the times would have been extremely boyish is ridiculous. Okay, the thing is, Maria and I both sat there and when she was introduced went, are they going to have this 20 set, like 20 something woman pretend to be a teenage boy? And yes, yes, they did. And, uh... And they all bought it. And, like, I know you've been stranded on an island, but I've got to believe you still know what a girl looks like. Well... Listen, it's just... There's... Okay, there's a lot that we could... There's an avenue we could go down here, but we're not going to go down it. Because that's not what this podcast is about. The point is... She was I'm, well, I'm so obviously about, like a girl. Yeah, that's the thing. Like we're talking about a girl who is a girl who was pretending to be a boy for her safety. Like we're not. That's that's what this is. And then it's just it's just like those things. This is basically a Clark Kent thing. This is a Perry the Platypus thing. <laughs> a platypus. Perry the platypus. Except they took off her hat instead of put it on. Yeah. But yeah, that's my first hot take because I don't know why, but I feel very strongly about this. I when I saw that moment, I 
okay, when he went to remove the hat, when they had the scuffle, I was like, okay, this is the point where they're going to realize this is a girl. And I was expecting flowing hair to come out of that hat. I wasn't. And then it was... I expected her to, like, cry out in, like, a very girlish voice and then to be like, what? (laughs) Anyway. They'd be like, no, please don't. And they would be like, wait. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very awkward scene also where it basically comes down to she will not take off her clothes to cross that river. Yeah. And then they're like, we're going to make you take your clothes off. Um, and it's like, oh, we wouldn't if we had known you were a girl. And, like, leave people alone, man. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot that was wrong. Here's what I think. So the 1960s version. Marie and I, as we said, watched these back to back. We're, like, 20 minutes into the 1960s version. We're like, there is more that has happened in these 20 minutes than that hope it happened in the entire 1940s movie. And... So, there's just too... It was, like, the opposite problem. There was too much happening. Also, there's, like, there's no exposition. There's no... You don't... Well, they explain at some point that are on their way to New Caledonia. And in the 1940s version, they're headed to Australia. This is the dad's decision. He's forcing the entire family to leave London. They do not like it. Yeah. In the 1960s version... This was a common decision between the mother and the father. Also, the reasons for both are very different. In the 1940s version, it's because the father feels that his family is starting to get out of hand in many different ways. He doesn't like the way his sons are growing up. He thinks one of them is too, I don't know, cutthroat because he wants to be in a war. Uh, He's down on the little boy because he's not talking yet. And uh, one of them is... Too flouncy. Yeah, too flouncy. The other one is too bookish. Too dreamy and bookish. And he's he's a judgmental jerk. jerk, We went over this. Yeah, so that's his reasoning for wanting to leave. And then in the 60s version, they leave because they don't want their sons to be drafted into the war. Cool. Um, Yeah, it's just... I don't even know where I was going with that. To be honest. Just that there's no exposition. Yeah, and, like, it starts off with the ship already in the storm. Right. And we never see the, um, the, crew. the crew. We we don't know how long they've been there. And then you're just like, ah, it's pirates. And then the pirates come back. And you're like, whoa. Okay, first of all, before it was a storm. And that storm, as I said before, got them nominated for an Oscar. And they were like, forget the storm. Now it's pirates. I mean, there's still a storm. Obviously, the ship gets shipwrecked. Yes, but they were hit by pirates first. Like, Yeah, in the 1940s, when they go back to the ship to gather, try and gather more things, it the storm comes around and that's what ultimately makes the ship pretty much finish sinking the rest of the way. In the 1960s version, when they go back to the ship, they see the pirates, they put up the quarantine flag, the pirates go away, and then they blow up the ship. Yeah. So, it's just very different, very different visions for these two movies. Yeah, they added a lot of, um, I think they were trying to 
make it saucier for the audiences. There was a lot more shirtlessness. Yeah, there was no, they, they're sexy boys. Like the dad with his shirt open all the way down to the waistband of his pants. Ooh-hoo. He got some of that chest hair going on. It was meant to make the moms thirst. It's, and they took away, like, there was a very heavy religious aspect to the 1940s version. They played it down. They played it down a lot. Um, when they get to the island in the 1960s version, they do kneel and pray. But that's really the only overtly religious thing I can remember from the right. 1960s version. Uh, it does make sense in a way because the religious aspect is the thing that in the 40s version makes the dad be like, we gotta get out of here. You have all forgotten what it is to be godly. Right. But the thing is, as we've said in the first version, the dad is very unlikable. He's not a very sympathetic character. I do not like him being like, I'm glad we're stuck on this island. It'll teach you all. It's like... You need to calm there's down, safer sir. safer ways to kind of, you know, <laughs> discipline your children, I guess. Um, and trap your wife. Like, she is so not on board with any of us. She's so sad throughout oh, the yeah. whole movie. So sad. She keeps crying at some point, And then at the end, she stays. And it's like, okay, fine. I mean, let's. This is the the eighteen hundreds, right? Yeah. So what's she gonna do? Divorce him? Well, not officially. Anyway, um, yeah, it's just he's not great. So in the second movie, because it was a mutual decision, he's not as hard on his kids at all. He's kind of a blank character, honestly. I don't... And it's I didn't like, have any feelings about him either the, way. The thing is, by it's like they felt that by... Or I don't know if that's how they felt. Probably not. They were probably not trying to make any unlikable characters. But his character being less unlikable kind of put the shift. And man, that Francis. I wanted to smack him down. He's so annoying. He's so annoying. My elephant, my tiger, my dogs, they're wild animals. Leave them alone. Like Dr. Doolittle over here, you are the one who replaced the cute little baby Francis that we got to see in the first movie who doesn't even talk, really, but he's just so cute and you just want to scoop him up. This is what we have? Some whiny eight-year-old? I mean, okay, so the thing is, it's hard. It, It feels like they did a big mix up in... So, like, because they did away with, who was it, Fritz? Yeah, the third, in the in the first movie. Yeah. The third, okay, uh, Fritz. They did away with him, and in the first movie, he's he's the one, firstly, that um, is very, like, he, he finds an ostrich. Yes. And he wants to keep it. And it's like, okay, fine, it's one ostrich. <laughs> I don't know. But other it's than that, it's one humongous bird. Whatever. Yeah. Other than that, he's a very creative child. He is, as we said, bookish. He likes to write. He's a bit more dreamy. There's a drama with him. Yeah. That they just they he take is... the major drama of the first movie. Yeah, which check is it a out. Spider bite. Like, but yeah. So they because they did away with that character. It's like 
and then obviously a two-year-old is a two-year-old okay like he's just being cute that's his role in the first movie is being cute not talking until he starts talking and then his brother's not paying attention to what he's saying which is spider which he should have paid attention (laughs) he should have been more like you said a word wait what was that word but i digress um so they did away with these sort well because they didn't blend them like francis in the second movie is just a completely new addition he it's right. not like he's a blend of the two youngest in the original one if anything ernest is a blend of ernest and fritz right from the first one uh because he is bookish and he's a little more flouncy because you know he doesn't do the fighting much and when the snake comes around yeah he makes the hat and then he makes a hat out of plants to try and impress roberta Um, there's this whole yeah also this whole rivalry because of course you bring one girl of like marriable marriageable age onto an island that is deserted Mm -hmm. where you have two teenage boys obviously there's gonna be some drama there was drama. And the thing is, Roberta is like, I will accept all attention. Yeah. I she don't, flirted she with not... both of them. And listen, there's nothing inherently wrong with flirting with more than one person. It's a little weird that you decided, I guess, I mean, they're the only two guys there, but it's a little weird to do it with two brothers. My mom doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, but... It was weird when she got engaged to one brother and then that engagement broke off and then she got engaged to the other brother. That was weird for all of us, right? I was not familiar with that drama. Oh, well. Let's not get into it. (laughs) This is also not that kind of podcast. We're not going to talk about your childhood here. But it it gave me the same... Maybe that's why I had such a problem with it. Yeah, maybe that's why you found it weird, because it called back to some memories. I had some memories, and I was like, oh no, not this again. (laughs) Yeah, like, I didn't find it particularly appealing, but I was also not like, hmm, the fact that they're brothers makes it worse. It, it It was just kind of annoying, actually. It was like this huge new plot, and I understand why Walt Disney was like people can't see the 1940s version because then comparisons happen and in our case they are two very different films they focus on very different things the really the 1940s one is about nature and God and connecting with uh you know one another one another and Yourself, I guess. Yeah, and the drama is kind of this. It's breaking the survival. family apart. Yeah. yeah, and they have to survive, and like the house that they build in the first one is not that great. It's basically taking the hull of it, which I don't know how they got it up there, but it's basically taking the hull of the ship and putting it up in a tree. No, because they went and they salvaged all the wood that they could. Oh, right, and then I guess they rebuilt it in the same Yeah, exactly. So it was like putting puzzle pieces together. But, yeah, like, at some point, a storm comes and pretty much destroys almost everything they have built. Uh, 
that is not the case in the second version because they were so busy with the pirate drama. Right. And that house that they built, oh man. Right, so let's segue for one brief moment. The Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse is visitable at Walt Disney World. Um, it used to be visitable at Disneyland Resort in California, but they changed it to Tarzan's Treehouse. We went up the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse for the first time after many years of going to Disney World. This past December. It was a bad idea. It's so high. I'm afraid of heights. Yeah, I did not... I don't know why I didn't realize it was going to be so high, but I didn't, and then I regretted that decision so fast. Yeah, but we did it, and, like, here's the thing. That made it weird to watch the first movie for me, because we walked through the house, and I kept expecting that house to get built. Like, after the storm, I was like, oh, they were going to rebuild, and now it's going to look like... No, because I was not expecting that, but it made the 1960s version weird, because there's so much detail put into this treehouse, and it does look like what they said but then in the 1960s version you see bits and pieces of it here and there i expected this like house to be a much bigger part of the story than it actually was i didn't it's just where they live but i expected i guess i expected it to be used more as a even just as a setting and it wasn't because they spent so, so much, much time. Of the time yes is spent with the two older boys trying to get back and and the pirates, and then when they're there, around the house, but not in the house, like, there's just not that much actually taking place in this treehouse. Also, who wants a treehouse as a house? Like, I didn't like it. I like the 1940s where they were like, well, we're going to help use this tree as stuff, but they're not going crazy. They're not making a giant Three treehouse. Three goes left and right, like... And I I get the logic of why they're trying to build something off ground because there are so many wild animals like oh, yeah. so many more wild animals. When I saw that tiger, I was I don't even know. And this is like what five ten minutes into the movie. Yeah. And there's a komodo dragon, and then there's a tiger, and then there's a baby elephant, and it's like where are you? They explained it. It uh, it used to be part of uh, many continents, oh, and yes. then and then separated or something. Yeah, during the continent uh, divide, this was just an area that was uh, left over, and yeah, all the animals because, are there. Let me tell you, zebras are native to Africa. Mm-hmm. Tigers are not. <laughs> I did not notice if it was an African or an Asian elephant, but. It, it either doesn't fit with the zebra or it doesn't fit with the tiger. Neither of those things are found in Tobago. Well, okay, it's not supposed to be <laughs> Tobago, but... No, there's just... I don't know. The... the... It was a, there was a lot of choices made in the 1960s version. Yeah, and we're here again, to tell you we do not approve of those choices. Which, again, I'm convinced has a lot to do with the fact that we watched the movies back-to-back and did that very clear comparison that Walt Disney did not want. (laughs) And I don't think he necessarily didn't want it because he thought his version was not going to be as good. But 
again, like you said, when you get to a point where you're able to compare two things, obviously you're going to be drawn to what you like better in one version versus the other. Right. I like the characters better in the 1940s version. The dad's a jerk. I hate him, but at least I'm feeling something about him. I think the sons are more interesting, even though they're kind of one-dimensional. In a way, that one-dimensional where there's one aspect of their personality really played up, that's what we do with sitcom characters today, where you take a dimension of a personality, play it up and play it up and play it up, and it you know, becomes what you know them for, and it's more enjoyable to watch. These characters, because it's such a limited time frame, one movie, and they're kind of more well-rounded, that means they don't have a lot to distinguish themselves. So the parents, both of them are just kind of, eh. What can we tell against? The older boy is a lot more, works with his hands. And he likes nature. And the middle boy is a little more academic. I don't 100% agree with that statement for all the characters. The older brother in the 1940s version, for example, is a lot less memorable to me than the oldest brother in the 1940s version. You just Um, said 1940s twice. Sorry, 1960s. Um... We've been over I don't like Francis in the 1960s version, so obviously that goes over... Baby Francis. Baby Francis. So cute. But even even in terms of Fritz. Yeah. Like, I, the, the more we talk about it, the more I'm realizing Fritz is my favorite character in the first one. Like, he's such a cute child also. He's very cute, he's very sensitive, which is something he's being, like, put down for. Berated, yeah. Yeah, and I don't like that. Um, Francis is my favorite character. (laughs) He's just so... Every time he's on the screen, I... He's so cute, he's so cute! (laughs) Also, uh, let's go over another hot take in terms of the 1960s version, which you mentioned while we were watching it. So, in the 1940s version, the father is called William, and the mother is called Elizabeth. In the 1960s version, you don't know that because they call each other mother and father. I don't like that. I don't... Listen here, anybody who does this. Okay, don't get yourself enemies, but it's weird. Like It's weird for... Because the boys are grown up. Like, when you have a baby, it's not uncommon for people to refer to their spouse in front of the baby as... But only when you're interacting with them. and daddy. Well, not even... Well, not always. I, th- I find it weird when... They're just talking to each other. Yes, exactly. Like, That's what Mom. I'm saying. When when it's in front of a little child, because you're kind of wanting to uh, teach them oh, that this is mommy and this is daddy, so you want them to associate that, and that's where a lot of kids thinks a lot of kids, little kids think that their parents' names are mommy and daddy. So I, that's more frequent. But we're talking here about children that are mostly grown. The youngest one is eightish. And again, like you said, they call each other mother and father 
when they're by themselves. Yeah, I don't. I I, like I'm not that. for the daddy kink, okay? <laughs> wow, you went there. This is a G-rated podcast, madam. <laughs> is it? Or it's just not an explicit podcast? Like, there's a range there. <laughs> Point is, I did not care for that. Every time I was like, oh, please stop doing that. <sighs> it is in color. That's true. The wardrobe is considerably better. Yes, because I guess they brought more clothes. I suppose so. Um, it is nice that the the father, whose name we'll never know, uh, does seem to care about the mother's feelings more. Yeah, and so also here's the thing. The one thing to say about, like, the reason they leave in the 1960s version being that they don't want to get involved in this war, they don't really like the direction things are taking, and they're worried for their son's safety. Those are all admirable things. Those are all great. That's... yeah. I'm on board. There is not one thing I consider admirable about the father's decision to just uproot his entire family without consulting anybody, just because he's a judgmental... Word that I cannot say. He's a jerk. That's not the word I want to use. Well, he's a big jerk. (laughs) So, yeah. Do we have any other hot takes? Um. I want to run through. I'm I'm thinking, what are my hot takes? Uh, Okay, I have one, actually. (laughs) Marie's got all the hot takes this episode. The fight scene at the end of the 1960s version. Can we talk about how ridiculous it is that they have, like, they're being shot at, they're being, like, thrown bombs at, they have all all these tree trunks that just, like, roll down over them, and they're all just fine. It's like, this is deterring my, like progress on getting closer to you but it's not killing me you know that's just some pure disney magic there i guess uh, it does it's look... like entangled when uh mother gothel stabs flynn rider and then the blade comes out absolutely clean well yeah it's exactly like that yeah because then you you also have these couple of pirates that fall into the tiger hole and the only result to that is that they just hop right back out. Like, there's a trampoline down there. You know, when you realize you're in a tiger hole, you just... <laughs> you gain some superpowers. Yeah, the the thing is, it would be great as a, like, comedic fight scene, but that's not what it's meant it to be. It wasn't supposed to be a comedic fight scene. Yeah, but it's so ridiculous. It's It's like, you know what actually making me think of right now? is um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. The scene where the knight gets his limbs cut off. Oh, yeah. This is, like... Tis but a flesh wound. Yeah, like, this is what it's making me think of. Although there is no flesh wound in this version. That's true, they're just fine. But it has, like, it kind of has that same, like, without meaning to... Right. It has that same absurd quality to it, where it's like, 
these people should all be dead. It's Home Alone. Yes. It's Home Alone. It's a hundred percent. Yes, you are. That's that's exactly it. This Where is they should have been dead the, many times. So over. many times, and then no, they just keep moseying on, and then they just run away because the other ship comes along. Like, well, let's talk about at the end. Um, in the nineteen forties version. William and Elizabeth and the two youngest, Francis, the cutest, the cutest, cutest, the cutest, and uh, Fritz. Fritz, all stay on the island. Yes, but they their signal fire is seen, and they uh, send their two oldest, Ernest and Jack, Jack to the back ship. To oh, society. Yes. So that they can go live, you know, some life. And they're like, you know, people will probably come here because now we... Yeah, now it's going to be colonized. Right. We're going to colonize it, so don't worry. Um, but they send their two oldest, like... Back to Europe. Go have a life, kids. Uh, well, I guess one of the main reasons is so also they can go and get themselves a wife have and have a family, a family, which is not a concern anymore for the oldest boy in the second movie. Yes, in the second movie, everybody except the middle child, whose name is Ernest in this one. Yes. He, his name doesn't change. Um, he just, He changes, but... Uh, yeah, he's off to university. He goes to university in London. Everyone else, including the girl whose name I've forgotten. Roberta. Including Roberta, stay on the island. <laughs> yeah, no, Listen, realistically, this girl is not going to enjoy island life. No! No! There are no toilets. There is no electricity. It's going to be hot. What are they going to do? She doesn't have a change of clothes. She is afraid of every single animal she comes across. What are they going to do during storm season? Yeah, and are what, are they going to build another house in the backyard? Like, yeah. there, there's not exactly going to be privacy. I don't approve of any of them ever staying on these islands. Um, if I was ever shipwrecked on an island and then decided I was going to stay on that island, it is a cry for help. I'm being held hostage on oh the island. Island. and you. Ne- if I say, no, I want to stay here, it is up to every single podcast listener to contact the police and say... She's, something is yeah, is wrong, wrong here. She would never willingly stay in nature where there are no toilets and no electricity. I mean, okay, some people like being one with nature. But, yeah, this is, a, especially with the time, this is very much cut from civilization. Yeah, you're not going to be talking to people. Even though they're going to send people to colonize, it's going to be months and months that you're going to be alone. They ain't bringing you food. You just got to survive on the land. Also, like, I love my family, but and I like spending time with them, but just imagine your family is the only people you ever see and spend time with. Please, I am over imagining this. Like, it's just, I don't know, maybe if. So, 
1940s version of Swiss Family Robinson. We're to the villain ranking. There is no villain in the 1940s, except the spider that bites... <laughs> okay, the whale's not a villain. The spider is not but a villain. I was just the spider is this. just being a spider. The spider's just a spider. So there's no villain. Oh, actually, now that you say this, I do want to mention <laughs> this child just going down that tunnel that is filled with cobwebs. The moment he entered there, I was like, there is going to be a giant spider somewhere in there. I did not care for that. That was just a brief, <laughs> brief aside. So there's no villain to rank. Unless he considered a dad to be a villain. because he's, I, he's an antagonist, but he's yeah. not a villain. Yes. 1960s, 1960s the, the pirates. pirates are villains. Oh, I guess. <sighs> I don't care. I'm going to rank them, I don't know, a four. They're pirates. Yeah. We don't find out anything about these pirates, other than the fact that they're pirates, and therefore they are an enemy. Yeah, and then they're speaking, like, apparently some of them speak an actual Indonesian dialect, uh, but I'm convinced that also a lot of it was just gibberish, because they did not care to actually research Mm -hmm. and find a lot of people who could speak a different language. I would um, guess that. So what are you ranking these pirates? I'm going to give them a three. I don't care for them. I'm not interested. I just want them to go. Okay. So we've come to rewatchability. <laughs> Let's start with 1940s. Rewatchability. Ugh. If I watch it one more time in my life, it'll be enough. I second that. So... As we've already said, we liked the 1940s version better, better. than the 1960s version. So what are you going to say about I'm, rewatchability 1960s? I'm going to echo your feelings about Pinocchio and say, I would rather die. <laughs> I'm not feeling as strongly. I'm not feeling, you know, I don't have an intense burning hatred uh, about this. But there is no redeeming, there's no Figaro here. However... That that open shirt down to the navel. Oh my god. You know what? That that keeps it from being I would rather die. Because at least then, at least if because I there's have a to watch in the it. Movie. <laughs> if I have to watch it, at least there's some shirtless guys that I can be like, alright. Yeah, which is in comparison to the dad in the nineteen forties version, which I actually pointed out. He looks like a mix between John C. Reilly mm-hmm. and the actor who plays Mr. Mr. Collins in the BBC version of Pride and Prejudice. She is correct. Google those people if you don't know. Yeah. So that's that's it. That's where that's we have for it. Watchability. Yeah. Um. What's your final ranking? Uh, on the nineteen forties nineteen forties version. Such a cute little Francis. So cute. Three for little Francis because he's so cute. All right, and what about the 1960s version? One. Yeah, because it's really two hours too long. It's so. Here's the other thing the 1940s version is. One hour and 33 minutes runtime. The 1960s is two hours and six minutes. No, that's a, that extra half hour, you feel it. So, really one. For 1960s. What are you ranking 1940s? I was going to be a little less extreme than you in the 
gap, I guess. Um, I mean, two points apart is an extreme. I don't know. But I would I would give the 1940s version also a three. Mm-hmm. And then the 1960s version a two. All right. At some point, we're going to get to movies we like, guys. Well, I mean, we've done a couple. This week, this episode is not this week's episode. It is last week's episode yeah. put up very... Very, very late. Which, um, actually, I've made an elective decision that Amber is just being informed about. Uh, our release episode is now going to be on Thursdays instead of Wednesdays. Okay, great. So, mark your calendars for Thursdays, everybody. Because this Thursday, we are talking about Season 1 of The Mandalorian. Yes, we are doing our first Disney Plus original... TV series. Yeah, I guess. Because we watch Noel. Um... But yeah, like, uh, just to, to kind of review some of that original content, which, um, as I had mentioned a few weeks back when we were still in the beginning of this podcast, we had been so intent on watching chronologically that we, it took us a good, like, two months after the platform premiered to really watch original content. Anything we actually wanted to watch. Yeah. <laughs> We're like watching Pinocchio and watching Dumbo and watching the Reluctant Dragon, and it's like, and everybody's talking about the Mandalorian, and you're like, <laughs> and the Imagineering story, and would I'm just that I sitting could. here watching a dragon recite poetry, like this is my life, you know. So, so yeah, um, yeah. So we're gonna be we're gonna be shifting. We mentioned that last week. We're gonna be shifting a little bit um, how we do the podcast now that we've come to the new year. Um, we'll see. Maybe we'll even mix it up in the fourth week of the month. Maybe make it a viewer's, um, choice. A viewer's choice. Well, not like a 100% viewer's choice, like a poll, and we give a couple of options. I was making fun of you for Because using I say we have viewers. And we have, okay, we a, have at least two. You're still not getting what I'm making fun of you for. Oh, listeners. Listeners! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> So that, so yeah, that would make first week of the month, first episode of the month would be Podcaster's Choice. Uh, Second episode of the month would be just going down chronologically with the list. Um, Third week of the month would be Disney Plus original. Original content? Yeah, original content, because I'm going to say, like, yes, we've watched Noel, but... uh, Right. There's obviously a lot more, and there's going to be more still that's coming. We have not watched Lady and the Tramp. Well. Like, anyway. And then, yeah, we could do fourth week, listener's choice, or... Anyway, we'll see how that goes. We'll figure Um, it out. Yeah, if you have suggestion, anything, as usual, you can reach us on various platforms. We have a Facebook page now. Yes, we have a Facebook page. There's nothing on it yet, pretty much. But we have a Facebook page, Magical Streaming. So magical uh, streaming on Facebook. Yep. Uh, magical streaming on Instagram. Magical streaming at yahoo.com if you want to email us. And uh, streaming magic. Streaming magic on Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. Drop so us hit us a up. Line, say something. Give us suggestions. Just tell us. Tell us you're out there. Tell us how much you love Swiss Family Robinson and how wrong <laughs> we are. Uh, We'd love to read it, so. That's pretty much it for this week's episode. Yeah. Yeah, so until next time. 
Enjoy your magical streaming. Bye-bye.